Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, How to Properly Handle Meeting Minutes, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as links for multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now, let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Kimberly DeShield Spencer won't tell you that she created and ran a successful lemonade stand when she was seven years old. Even (laughs) then, she knew how to take the lemons in her life and make money. She spent over two decades cultivating her particular brand of expertise. Kimberly DeShield Spencer is the award-winning founder and CEO of U-Impact, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, Forbes contributor, philanthropist, podcast host, and highly sought-after marketing and branding consultant who trains and speaks to organizations and business owners who want to understand what it means to reach beyond what they think is possible in their professions by reaching beyond the limits they find in themselves. She cares about people and the results that she can help them garner by creating individualized and effective action plans to accomplish their goals. Kimberly DeShield Spencer has developed a knack for having her cake and eating it too. And the best part is she loves to teach others to do the same. So Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to have you back as I had uh, had you about a year ago, I believe, talking about some of the uh, expertise that you have, but I would love to have you share a little bit more. But before we do, I wanted to have you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into what you do, especially for those who didn't catch that last interview. Of course, of course. Um, well, I started in business, um, kind of like my bio says, seven years old, but um, <laughs> I actually formally became in business around 19. And um, I started working with professional speakers and I would handle the marketing and the branding for them. 
And I did that for a number of years. And while it was great and um, big educational learning experience, um, what I realized was that I was setting up people for um, a disadvantage, if you will, because they didn't know how it was marketing. They didn't know really how to brand themselves. They really relied on me for everything in that space. And okay. so um, I hit a wall one day and decided that I just didn't want to do this anymore. Um, I really love the idea of showing people what to do in their own way, in their own voice, so that they could be empowered to know how to market themselves and not depend on someone else to do it for them. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how you impact got started about 24 years ago. Very nice. And I think that's so important too, because there is enough work out there for us anyway, right? And if you can give someone some tips to help them, and then for the other things that they really are going to need help with, they can come to Mm -hmm. you, but you're giving them something to help them be successful. Exactly, exactly. I think it's just important always to, like you said, there's there's always so much out there for everyone. Um, and we show people, but we also are hired to run the marketing for different companies. But even in that, um, we still are showing them what we're doing. We're showing them mm-hmm. our process. We're making them an active participant in it because in the event something changes, they still need to be able to move forward with or without the, without us. So, right. yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's mm-hmm. other things to focus on in your business besides, mm-hmm. you know, having to do all of that. You know, we have, as entrepreneurs, we have tons of hats, you know, yes. but <laughs> if they do want to focus on their branding, how mm-hmm. does a business owner even know what to focus on when they're building their brand? I think the first thing that I always tell people is they have to really understand what they want their position in the marketing market to be. I think so often when someone's either starting a business or they're starting to rebrand their business, they're looking at what everyone is doing. And that sometimes can muddle what you're actually wanting to do, if that makes sense. I think Mm -hmm. you have to sit there and really just kind of quiet the noise around you, if you will, and think about who is it that I want to be in the marketplace? Who is it that I want people to associate me as? Are you going to be someone that's creative and innovative? Are you going to be someone that's more like straight and narrow, and which is not a problem either. You know, that's just, mm-hmm. if that's your thing, black and white, no problem. Um, but really defining what it is that you want to be. And then from there, looking at what fits you and how you like to show up in the world. Like, mm-hmm. for example, if you're very introverted, probably going to huge events is not going to probably be the best option for you. But maybe smaller events may be the best option for you for marketing. Um, Maybe if you're very extroverted, (laughs) you know, coming out there with a big splash may not be the most effective necessarily, but maybe coming out there in a creative way to where people can see you and hear you and not just kind of feel like all of the exuberance coming out, you know, Mm -hmm. so just really finding what fits your voice and your way, I think is so key before you even start marketing and start branding. Right. And I think when we first start our businesses, we think it's, you know, just us and we want it to be comfortable for us. But I've heard so many different things too, just because you like the colors or the fonts isn't right for you either, because you have to think about your, you know, ideal customer who's going to see it. But also what about like someone like me now, right? I started out as, you know, just a sole proprietor, just me doing all the work. It was, you know, my company, but it was just me. Mm-hmm. But now I have a team and Mm -hmm. over time, you know, I'm going to want to be less and less, maybe the person that is seen for the company, you know, I wanted to be able to be where I can go on a vacation and it could just (laughs) do things without me. So at what point do you really look at something for the company versus something as you, who is the company, you know what I mean? Right. You know, that's a really good question. I think there was a time where many of us started off in that way where we're thinking about just us before we start building our teams out. But I think now we're in a really great age where we can actually think of company, like think of like the end 
at the beginning, if that makes sense. Like where 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 can I talk? Where do we want to end up being? So whether you have a team or not now, think about the company as a whole, because I think now with everything that's happened, um, work life, if that's such a thing, balance is such a thing or not, but looking at the quality of what you really want to build is so key. So even now, look at your company. Do you want to factor in that if you have a team? Um, if you want to take vacations, if you want to do X, Y, and Z, build that out early on so that it's something that you can do from the beginning and it becomes something that mm -hmm. becomes a fabric of what you're building. And I think that's something that's a different way of looking at building today. Because as entrepreneurs, you and I both know, many years ago, it was kind of like you throw everything in there, just build, 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 build. build. <laughs> and then you didn't really have a quality of life, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think now we can build with that factored in, you know, like, mm -hmm. hey, I want to take some vacations and want my team to still keep, you know, running forward or have a business where you can take some time off and enjoy what you're actually building. Right. So if someone started out, like me originally too, who thought, yeah. oh, I like this and, you know, this is what it's going to be. And now, you know, they're larger, they have a team and they're thinking they don't want to be just the face of the company themselves. Yeah. Like, what would you recommend in terms of how they would change what that brand looks like? Do they talk mm -hmm. to their own employees and get ideas? Do they, you know, talk with mm -hmm. someone like you that can help them yeah. figure out like, where is it you want to go? How do you want to be seen? Like, what would be that yeah. step? All of it. <laughs> I think everything you said. Um, I think, you know, obviously if you have a team in place right now, it's good to always ask their feedback because in reality, you know, with you being the CEO of the company, you want their feedback into it. Um, mm -hmm. I think also a really great place to look at what, what is it that you're offering? Look at your services and ask yourself, is it positioned to where you're not having to be tied to it all the time? Because all your offerings is tied to you in some fashion, they can be a little bit harder to break away. So I would look at obviously what your offerings are, but I would also look at your systems. I would look at um, how are things being processed? What are the different systems in place to where can things run without you being present? And I think mm -hmm. that's a good area to kind of look at that. Like even for us, you know, we look, we have programs where I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, but I also cross-train my team, those who want to be specifically like in the marketing space, on different things that our clients need so that I can step away and my clients not only dependent upon me, that they're comfortable mm -hmm. with my other team members as well. And that has been a game changer for us over the last few years, making sure that certain key, mem key uh, team members are cross-trained in a way mm -hmm. that the client still gets the quality that they're looking for. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's so much marketing out there and especially now a lot of people are using social media. There's, you know, you still have newsletters going out. What is it that business owners can do to be seen and kind of cut through all of the distractions that are out there? You know, I think right now video is obviously very, very strong in our platform today, but I think one of the biggest thing and I think it's still there no matter what season we're in is content. Like, Mm -hmm. To me, you grab people's ear, you grab their attention when the content feels fresh and new. Like, for example, there's people who still use um, SWOT analysis, if you will. That's mm -hmm. a very common term in career and even in business. But could you look at your business and see how you can update the SWOT? Maybe you use a different acronym. Maybe you use a different process or something that's more your own. Like, I think when you can change content that people are used to seeing and refresh it, make it current, um, and, and put a different spin on it. Maybe a creative mm -hmm. spin that people have never thought about. Um, I think that cuts through more than anything. Um, that's a really like good idea. Social media. <laughs> well, it's a great way to, you know, just to kind of, you know, cause I think people are 
well, you know how it is when people say they're going to go to an event and it's like, oh, it's the same old, same old. I'm going to hear the same thing. But what if you say something different? What if you offer mm-hmm. a different perspective? You know, immediately that that causes someone to say, I need to plug into this person. And so that mm-hmm. I can stay around them a little bit more. And I think that's a big thing, cutting through with content. Right. And I would love for you just to touch on your definition of what brand is, because I know sometimes there's a little bit of confusion. Um, so what would you say to somebody who is saying, yes, I want to you know, start a company and yes, I know I need to have some type of brand. What really is that brand? Oh, that is a great question. Um, you know, I think it depends too on what you're really trying to build because there's some people who are building a, a solo business. So the brand is really tied to you because you're mm-hmm. going to be the face, you're going to be the person behind it. Um, and then like we, for example, we have a company that we started called Soy Parvis and that's not tied to my identity per se, but it is tied to my values. So when I look at the brand, I look at what is it that we're trying to cultivate with this company and what is it that we're trying to put out there? And obviously with the name Sewing. So we look at that. So it's two-sided. If you're building a personal brand and you're going to be like a consultant, you're thinking you're going to be more of a business of one, then look at what your brand speaks about you because you are your brand. You are your Mm -hmm. voice. And so that's how people are going to know you by your name. If you're starting off building, like I said, a company, think about the values, think about what you wanted to represent. And then everything is shaped around there. The marketing, the website, the visuals is shaped around what you want people to know you as. So it mm-hmm. really, in both sides of it, is defining your voice and, the, and also defining your position in the market. So when someone has looked at all of that and said, okay, this is what I want my brand to be, whether mm-hmm. it's again, themselves or they're creating something for a company and they mm-hmm. start you know, putting marketing pieces out there, how do they even know that brand is even effective? You know, to me, any branding and marketing is effective when you get a good response. Mm -hmm. And a response meaning, even if the response is that people are asking you more questions, like, okay, well, help me understand. That tells you that one, you did something to grab their attention, but it also means there's areas of clarification needed. But if you Mm -hmm. get zero response, zero engagement, um, it feels like you're landing in, in the midst of crickets, <laughs> not hearing anything, right. then you know you're not being as effective. Um, I also think the other side of that question is give yourself time to be effective. Because mm-hmm. often, you know, we will put something out there for a couple of weeks and not get the response that we're hoping for. And then the assumption is, okay, this is not working. So let me try something else versus taking right. what you're doing and saying, well, maybe this is the wrong season to launch this. Maybe I shouldn't launch it in January when everybody's launching it. Maybe it should be more, you know, February or March. So sometimes it's not so much the concept of the program or even the of the service. It could just be the timing. It mm-hmm. could be when you're positioning it. So I think really giving it time to be effective is very, very key. Yeah, that I was thinking about that as you were talking too. Like, well, okay, if something's not working, how do you know what it is that isn't working? Is it the message? Is it that you're on the wrong platform? Is it like you said, is it the wrong time? Like, how would someone even determine like, okay, it's not working the way I want? How would they even find the root cause? You know, it always goes back to messaging it will always go back to that because you can put something in whatever kind of colors. And I know people have a different color theory with it, but at the end of the day, it goes back still to the messaging and the content. Because if you're not, if you're, I'm your audience, but I'm not understanding what you're saying. I don't get what you're trying to offer. I'm not intrigued by what you have to say. Then that means that your messaging isn't reaching me. 
So I would mm -hmm. go back and look at the messaging. Um, although this is an old school concept, I still use it. You can always do a focus group with the people that you're trying to attract. Like mm -hmm. ask them different questions, not friends and family, but people that you're <laughs> trying to attract <laughs> and say, right. does this grab your attention? And if it does, why or why doesn't it? And that way mm -hmm. you can get a real good feedback on if something is really effective. Because the mm -hmm. To me, Candy, the best messaging is always going to get some type of response. It is. Right. And that's a great idea to asking someone. And so would you do that through an actual like survey? Would you actually try to get a group of people in a room? And if so, if you're trying to get them together in a room, like how would you go about identifying and inviting them and getting them all into, you know, that one space? Well, you can do it um, live, obviously, um, but you can also do it too on um, Zoom. You can do like a group mm -hmm. thing and have different people come together and say, hey guys, I would love to present something to you and would love your feedback. And sometimes that's really kind of fun too, because you'll hear someone saying, well, I think this, and you hear someone else saying, you know, like, oh, I never thought about that. Have you considered this? So it can be a really fun group kind of project. Mm -hmm. It works the same way in live. Um, and what I would do is obviously go through people that your colleagues that you know and say, hey, I'm launching this. Do you know people in this er in this area? And then if someone says, yes, hey, I'm willing to be a part of it. Well, obviously, if, if they're part of your ideal group, then ask them too. Do you have mm -hmm. a couple of people? So it's kind of like a trickle down effect. So that way you get a good group of people that can give some real good feedback. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. having that conversation through whether it's zoom or at some point when people can meet in person again, if they yeah. can still, um, is better than just sending like a questionnaire or a survey or something. So, because you're I getting so. that interaction and bouncing ideas off of each other. I think so, because I'm, I'm such a, obviously a marketer. So I always have questions. So if someone says, this is really, really good. Well, my next question is, why is it good? Mm -hmm. Like what makes it good or is it good? Or does it compel you to do something? So mm -hmm. questions like that, it, it allows people to have more of a conversation because on a survey, if you ask all the questions you probably really want to ask, people are not going to answer it because it'll become long. So if right. someone says, you know, this is um, a beautiful website, it gives you the opportunity to say what makes it beautiful, what stands out. So you can ask more of the clarifying questions and mm -hmm. you'll be able to get um, also their reactions. I'm really right. big on the reactions too. I want to see um, if a page is meant to be encouraging, do they pause on it? Do they re reflect on it differently or do they pass it by and say, oh, that was great mm -hmm. and keep going. Like I can judge that too. So for me, it's a combination of all those little things. So I'm not a big, big um, online surveyor. I like, I like okay. more live and more conversations. That's mm -hmm. good to know. Cause I know I've answered questions for quite a few people over the last you know, couple of years. Let's even say where someone's like, you know, I'm thinking of creating this logo, which color do you like, which font do you like, you know? And I recently mm -hmm. did one for someone that was uh, going to be putting a product into a store and they were saying, you know, what phrases do you like? What catches your attention? You know? So I did that and hopefully, yeah. you know, that's helpful, but I do like Oh, yeah. where you're saying where someone could say something about, oh, I really like this color because, and someone else can give feedback or something too. Mm -hmm. I think that's really nice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it helps. And I think it also goes back to the, you know, the other question you asked you about, you know, the branding. Um, I think it also fits too with, with what kind of um, best working uses business person you are. Like I love personal, personal touches. So for mm -hmm. me, having that conversation and talking to someone really fits me better. Um, but if someone's very introverted and that's just not their thing, live events and doing a, a call with a bunch of people, then definitely do as a survey if it fits better for you. Um, I mm -hmm. think it just really goes back to what really feels good to you and, and which method would get you the response you really need to be effective. 
Right. And do you think the person like the entrepreneur themselves should be the one that's actually doing that focus group and asking the questions, or is it better to hire someone, you know, like yourself or, you know, another, you know, person that's maybe really well experienced in leading those focus groups and how to draw out that information? What would you recommend? I would always lean towards the person, the entrepreneur, um, because, you know, your business best, you know, your product mm-hmm. best. But I also will say too, you got to be prepared to hear the feedback that you are asking for. Right. Um, I think that becomes another thing there is the, um, the, the feelings become attached, you know, and mm-hmm. if someone says, oh, this is horrible. And I've seen this happen before. And, and the person gets really emotional about it. You know, you got to be prepared for the feedback you need to be effective. So mm-hmm. um, if that's something that is not comfortable for someone, then have someone on your team. Someone that's still connected to your brand or connected to you in some way and they understand what you're building to be able to effectively position that in front of the group for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good advice too, because like mm-hmm. you said, you are connected. And but sometimes you yeah. can like this is your baby, right? <laughs> you yes. know, so if someone says something, <laughs> it could be a little bit difficult. To yeah. Hear. But it's important. Yeah. Like you said, if you're gonna market and reach the audience that you want to reach, you really need to be able to have the right yes. product yes. or service and be you know, getting that information from those potential customers is important. Exactly. (laughs) That's great. So if someone has a brand that's working right now, like Mm -hmm. what can they do to make sure that continues to work over time? You know what? The best way to always, always continue is the customer's experience. Like it's so hard to always acquire new customers, truthfully. Mm Um, and I think it's, you keep enhancing the people that are with you experiences, um, even past clients that maybe they work with you and whatever their need is, is completed, still check in with them. Like I still send cards. I still check in with people. Um, cause I never want anyone to feel like they were just a client. If that makes sense. Right. Like I really mm-hmm. want them to know that I am genuinely invested in their growth. I love seeing them win. Even if our time is over, um, those experiences matter to me. And making sure that they feel like it wasn't just a transactional situation, because obviously those people may still back go back and refer people to you. your current clients will refer people to you. And so, to right. me, experiences is the very thing that keeps people coming and keeps your business running. Mm-hmm. I think it's you know, there's just so many things to think about. Yeah. You know, when you're doing yes. this too, like what does it take to really keep things? going long-term. And again, things change over time too. So it's at one point, do you say, well, I need to refresh kind of the image of the company or the brand or the services? Like, you know, what do you tell someone then who's maybe been in business 10, 15, 20, 25 years? Like at what point Mm -hmm. should they really think about maybe changing something a little bit? I think when they get to that question, they need to change something. (laughs) Um, Whenever you've been doing something for so long and you're feeling that itch to say, I need a refreshing, I need to do something different. That's when you know you need to challenge yourself differently. Mm -hmm. Like I've been doing my my core business for 24 years, but I also have three other businesses that I've been doing for a a couple of years now. And then one, we're getting ready to launch again. Um, Mm. And I keep myself challenged, but all of them are still under marketing and branding in some facet. So I find ways to keep myself challenged, to keep myself excited. And the thing is, is even if your core business is still over here, you find ways to appreciate it even more so as you're building in other areas. Um, So I think there's nothing wrong with challenging yourself, asking yourself, what can I do right now to refresh it? And ask yourself the hard questions too. Has this ran its course? Is mm. it time for me to look at another direction to go? Um, and if if that's yes, then obviously that yes will take you to where you need to go. If it's no, then look at, well, what do I need to do to make it more where I'm at today? Because you and I both know, Candy, what we started off 
and our businesses from day one were different women from then, oh, for sure. you know? <laughs> yes. I'm a grandma now. I wasn't a grandma when I started my business, right? <laughs> right. I was not married. I did. I have kids. So it's a totally different thing. So like, like, I know you're really big on family like I am. So even mm-hmm. when I'm building and people always ask me, how do you have all these different businesses and you still make family priority? You know, to me, I start with that. That is that is important to me, you know, doing the right. five o'clock dinners or whatever, whatever time period, but we do believe in family dinners and, and mm-hmm. traveling and spending time. You make that a priority in no matter what right. it is that you're building. So you can still keep challenging yourself and not compromise yourself. Right. I think it's important to, to determine what the business is for you to, you know, in the yeah. long run. I mean, I know that's not potentially like on the marketing topic per se, but you know, like you said, I've been in business for a while. When I started, my kids were young and now I have, you know, my daughter's married with two children. And so, yes, my life has changed. And (laughs) yes, the business is still, you know, my source of income and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I still love what I do, but at the same time, I have grandbabies I want to be able to spend time with, (laughs) you know, that's important (laughs) to me. So, so I think too, like you're saying, just figuring out like, what is it that you want your business to be doing for you? And then how do you continue to promote that? And for me, like I said, it's, I have a team. And so I'm, I have been actively, you know, building that team so that they can be the ones running the company. So I'm not necessary, you know, and that's why I'm thinking, I want to make sure that people just don't think of me in the business, even though I've been running it for so long. Yeah, um, That's what's important to me too, is, you know, my yeah. staff is intelligent and they know their stuff and they can help you too. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's a trainable thing too, you know, to let people know who are so tied to you. Cause when you mm-hmm. do start, it is you, they know you right. and, and, and it's not the best way I want to word it, but um, I've had to train clients to trust my team and to mm-hmm. trust that they can equally take care of them too. And that, and that was a process, honestly, for a couple mm-hmm. of years to make sure that, you know, and, and some of that comes with, you know, as you know, running your company is helping them steer back to saying, well, so-and-so can help you too. And that right. way it kind of allows them the, um, I think, encouragement, you know, to know that mm-hmm. they are trusted by us, you know, to take care of the clients that are coming to the company, but it gives you that time freedom that you are in this season of your life meeting, you know? So I think people, right. if they remember right. that, as possible very much so right exactly so what are some of the challenges then that people are facing today with their brands um you know like I even was just discussing one right it used to be me now it's the company and I want to you know be able to have that you know not be just me but I'm sure there's lots of things that are challenges so what would be a few of those I think some of the things I hear the most is many people feel like everything's already been done People feel like um, everything's been taught. Everything has been put out there. And I think that right there already is the wrong mindset to have. And maybe wrong, I shouldn't say wrong, but um, I think that if you can't look at something in your industry and find new and innovative ways, it can hinder your brand. It can be, sometimes it's just the slightest tweak. You know, um, I think you see so many companies now who have done really creative things um, with their particular positioning because they found a way to make something fresh. So I I feel like one of the biggest things is don't make the assumption that everything's already been done. The world is changing so fast. Business is changing so much. And even if content is out there, because I hear it all the time, Candy, that people are like, well, everything's already out there. They can Google it. You can Google a lot of things, but you don't know how to always apply it to your situation. Right. You know, and I think that's the key is that they hire you to 
help them with their situation. You know, Mm -hmm. they can look up bookkeeping and payroll and things of that nature, but they may not know how to apply all those terms and apply all the different things. And I think that's where um, you can come in differently. So I think if people not make that assumption, that's to me, that's key. And then second, make sure that you are being relevant. I think Mm -hmm. so often we, it's so comfortable to be comfortable to keep offering the same things, doing the same things, but not even challenging yourself to be creative and innovative, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's even, even more vital for the growth of your company. So those are a couple of things for branding wise is make sure that you stay fresh, stay relevant, um, keep yourself in a place of growth because then your brand will keep growing as well. Because mm-hmm. even in marketing branding, I swear, I think it changes like every month, sometimes the different things that are out there and it's new, but on the same token, I look at what's happening and, but I look at what's applicable to me, what's applicable to my brand and what's applicable to us to be able to grow. And then from there you implement. Yeah. Right. Well, I think what I was thinking of while you were talking about that too, is, you know, like the restaurant industry, I actually have a lot of restaurant Mm -hmm. clients and they were of course severely impacted by COVID and especially in the LA area, you know, they were shut down for such a long time. And when they were supposedly going to be able to open outdoors and they spent all this money on doing stuff and then they got shut down again, right? We're going to do that. And so they've had to adapt. And Mm -hmm. some people were doing like cooking classes now. So you could learn to do the cooking. And I know some people might've been afraid, like, well, if I teach them how to do that, they're not going to come back to my restaurant and buy from me. But we might have learned how to make a recipe, but that doesn't mean we want to make it all the time, right? So (laughs) if there's a favorite thing that we have and you're excellent at it, we're still going to want to go out and pick that up from you and and buy it. Yes, it's great to have had that education, but there's a lot of things that people could learn how to do or could look up on the internet, like you said, but they're not going to want to apply that to their business themselves or right. So (laughs) I'm I'm with you. I I think so many things were made simpler, if you will, during COVID, but the same token, we all miss getting our nails done. And I know there's companies that where, you know, offer certain things now. So I think there's different things, like you said, that we could do um, but we enjoy going out and getting them done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We don't want to have to do it all. That's why we look for other people too, to help us. Right. Because we're told we're supposed to be delegating, offloading. We don't want to take it all back. We might've had to do something, exactly. but we don't want to have to do it all. So yeah, it's, exactly. it's I think it's just good. Like you said, th- just look for ways and it's not always easy, but if there's Mm-mm. some way that you can still, you know, put the information out there, I even find, you know, mm-hmm. for my industry, sometimes I think people think, oh, it's boring, it's numbers, it's compliance, it's whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm still trying to educate people so that they know yeah. what they should be doing or what's available right. to them. So they could take advantage of, you know, like I said, the credits that are available or exactly. make sure you do this. So you don't have a penalty, you know, because you don't always know what you don't know. So if I could put exactly. the information out there and share it and help the business owner be successful. I mean, that's why I have all different people, even on this podcast, right? Marketing mm-hmm. is not in my industry, but I want mm-hmm. the entrepreneurs to be successful. So I want to make right. sure that I share that information with them. So Makes I think sense. that's important too. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I know there's a lot I don't know about marketing. Um, I mm-hmm. obviously have been asking questions as I think of them, but are there some tips that you would share that maybe I didn't know to ask that can help the entrepreneur kind of down this journey or any other information you think would be helpful for them that I just didn't know what to ask? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's a great question. You know, one of the things I would sh- like to share is, you know, so often we always talk about all the noise, you know, cutting through the noise. And I would challenge people not to look at the noise as noise, 
You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that there's, yes, there's a lot out there. There's still so much business out there for you, um, but don't be afraid to be you in your market um, because the people that really understand you and like what you're doing are going to gravitate towards you. Um, like I have a client who is, she's so fun and she's so creative and her mascot for her business is a flying pig. And so many people would not work with her at all because they're just like, what? <laughs> like a flying pig. She has a name for it. She has it in a logo and everything. But here's the thing. We branded it. We marketed it because it was a part of her personality. It was a part of a childhood story that meant a lot for her. And mm-hmm. it, I mean, her business is amazing, but she was afraid to put it out there because she didn't think people would take her seriously. She's an organizer. So mm-hmm. a pig, you know, organize doesn't seem to make sense. But it made a lot of sense when we were able to kind of package it in a way that really fit her. And I think mm-hmm. people should not be afraid to be who they are in their market. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people need to, or I would encourage people not to feel like you have to be a part of every platform. Um, mm-hmm. Not every platform is, is yours. It's just not. Right. It can cause more fatigue than anything if you're trying to do everything in every market, but master one or two. Like really mm-hmm. master that and see where your messaging, your content takes you from there. Um, right. So those are probably the two main things I would say is really don't be afraid of your voice, you know, and at the same token, don't feel like you have to do everything. I think there's um, a process to everything. So mm-hmm. find the ones that work best for you. Yeah, perfect. Well, this has been great. I know it's, again, we're just kind of seeing the very tip of the iceberg, I know there's probably like tons more information (laughs) that you could be sharing. But again, I just really wanted to have like an interview to just go over some of the tips of what people could be thinking about for their brands, what they should be doing and what, you know, maybe when they need to make some changes just to give them some information. Um, But I'm sure you have something that you could offer to them that would be helpful as well. So I would love for you to share anything that you have um, that you would like the listeners to be able to take advantage of. Well, obviously I have um, our company, you in fact, <laughs> you can find um, um, all the different services that we offer there um, for you. We're also, and I would love to share this too, um, launching um, another option that could be really helpful for people. Um, like a few years ago, and Candy, you may remember this, um, we launched Behind Her Brand. And so um, we paused it for a number of years and we're bringing it back. And so um, it launches in about two weeks. And so um, it's, it's going to be a new platform where it's going to be a lot of branding and marketing um, from different business um, owners and their journeys. And so maybe that could be helpful to people when they're trying to figure out how come things are not working. And like, like you're providing on this incredible platform, you know, for people to share their experiences and share their, their um, expertise. And so we're going to be doing the same thing through um, our new magazine. So. Nice. So if someone wants to connect with you, how can they reach you? If you have your mm-hmm. website or a phone number or social media yes. channels, like how would they? All of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best way is probably go straight to UMPACT. Um, it's U-I-M-P-A-C-T dot net. Um, and right there on that platform, list everything that we do, every um, business that we have and all of our services, they can find us right there. Nice. Well, thank you, Kimberly, so much for being a guest on my show and sharing your expertise. I really appreciate it. No, I will. Oh, thank you for allowing me to come back. I appreciate this time. It's been good. And I do want to thank the listener also for tuning into this episode. I hope you found the topic interesting and that it did answer some questions about your three pillars for your marketable brand. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Kimberly at the links she shared or send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. 
I hope you can join us for next week's topic, the importance of clarity of your vision. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.